1: In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Hey, 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 you're listening to In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. I want to remind you that once we make it through this ordeal, an adventure right here in Mississippi will be awaiting you. Go to visit mississippi.org, guys, to find out more. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Today I've got on the horn a wonderful soul of a man, talented artist, and when you see him live, he takes you back in time. He's classic and wears a big old smile to prove it. Whenever he is on or off the stage, he's a hard worker, a journeyman, and fittingly shared the stage with the likes of Dwight Yoakam, the Mavericks, and many more. With three consecutive chartered Billboard singles and doing it all his own way, which you know I dig, he's my kind of guy. So let's get to it with Frank Ortega. Hey, Frank.
2: How are you, brother? That's a hell of an introduction. That's what I'm talking about. I hope about. I can live up to it. <laughs> oh,
1: you can. You can live up to it. Uh, you in Nashville? Where Where are you? I am. I'm in Nashville. All right. Let's talk about your journey to Nashville. I'm gonna go sideways and backwards and uh, and jump all around. Uh, all right. How, you know, when did you arrive in Nashville?
2: Uh, I arrived in Nashville in uh, I think it was like late 2003, brother, early 2004, late 2003.
1: Did you, uh, where, where, where did you uh, venture from?
2: Well, I, you know, I'm an Arizona boy right. originally. And from there, I had uh, come to the South and I had uh, made a few pit stops. Uh, I was in uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, ended up in uh, Atlanta for a little bit. And then right before I came to Nashville, um, I was up in Atlanta and I made the journey over a few hours. and parked it parked it in Nashville
1: what what made you go was it music that led you to the Carolinas and then Atlanta as well
2: yeah it really was Um, you know um, there was a song it's crazy I know I know you get this but um, there was a song one song that really was kind of the tipping point for me um, and uh, it was by Gary Allen and it was called Nothing On But The Radio yeah And um, I heard that song and I was like, man, that's a, I just loved, I don't know why that song just struck me a little different. And so uh, I really, really decided after listening to it over and over, I said, you know, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shot at all this. And that's, that's kind of what, one of the motivating factors. And um, I had, I had one friend really um, uh, that was Heidi Newfield. uh, Right. Not, which I know you love, know Heidi. Uh,
0: yes,
2: yeah. it was Heidi. It, it was Heidi that really uh, motivated me and pushed me and, and urged me to come, and um, and I did. And she was she was my uh, she was my one and only friend uh, at the very beginning. And so I can't really tell my story without being grateful to Heidi. And we're still friends to this day.
1: And so how did you and our girl Heidi meet? You know, she's like a sister to a handful of us. Uh, Want to be brothers, yeah. as I say, you know, great girl. She's yeah.
2: a Great girl. Yeah, she really is. Uh, you know, Heidi and I, had, um, I was in, a, in a, the place I was at over there in uh, in Atlanta. Heidi, um, she was married at the time and I had met her 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 ex-husband briefly and um, was introduced to her and she and I instantly hit it off, you know, One thing uh, about being a Latin guy is you're attracted to people immediately that have a lot of corazon, you know, that have a lot of heart. In one conversation with Heidi, boom, you you see it, you feel it, and I was so drawn to her um, immediately and her and just her energy and everything. And and that's how I met her. And then um, every time she gave me her number and said, you know, uh, stay in touch. You can call me. And ask me any questions, or whatever. And you know what I love about her is that she picked up the phone when I called. Yeah, and uh, she really, she really is true to the core of of who she appears to be.
1: Right. We're talking about our girl Heidi Newfield. We're talking to Frank Ortega. In your in everything that you're saying and everything that I've seen with you live, there is and you. You talk okay. about Gary Allen. Uh, you know, my buddy Matt Warren uh, has written a lot of songs for him. Was his merch guy. And he goes, you're fired oh, wow. because you're becoming a great songwriter. And I want, you to become, I want you to go do that. And they've had a ton of songs together. He was back in yeah. the And he thought, it's funny, because Matt said he, he thought he was being fired because he was back there writing songs or, uh, and he shouldn't have been. And um, oh. and then he goes, you're too good. that You don't need to be selling merchandise. You need to be writing songs. And the rest is history. That's what I love about people like Gary and and Heidi, although Heidi had that little bitty dog, and sometimes she'd get a ride back on our bus, or we'd, we'd trade yeah. buses cash. and stuff. Yeah, that son of cash, would, you couldn't see it on the black couches, and it was, it was the smallest thing ever. And I'd always be like on pins and needles, worried that I was going to, you know gonna squash it
2: step on him i I know i know i i've had a little one just that big maybe a little smaller named blanca and you gotta watch them they're like a large rat or a small dog but but i that's no i understand for sure uh i understand exactly what you meant. And you know steve really quickly i want to tell you something i don't know if you remember but the first time i ever met you was actually at heidi's house Um, you may not remember that yeah i do uh, we were neighbors heidi and i uh for many many years and and she invited me over all the time. I would, I would uh, come over, and um, and I had a dually truck that I bagged, which was essentially a lowrider. And in that neighborhood, those were not accepted. <laughs> but there I was, and Heidi would text me sometimes, and she goes, go, I just saw you uh, drive by, F.O. She goes, I just saw you drive. She goes, give them hell, because she knows people just couldn't stand it. But one night she called me and said, hey, you need to come over here, because uh, Steve Azar's coming over." I said, Man, I will be there. And, and that's the night I remember meeting you. You yeah. actually played some songs. Yeah. And it was a great evening, and, and I have fond memories
1: of that. Oh, man, I love it. That's exactly You know, it takes sometimes as we get a little older, as I get a little older, to recall exactly those moments, but now it's crystal clear. So I appreciate you yep. a- adding yeah, to my, my memory bank. Frank, take me back to Arizona. And growing up, and your family, yeah. was music around? Was anybody in your family, your mom, your dad, your brothers, you know, what was it like growing up? And are you first generation American?
2: Yeah, th- th- thank you for asking, Steve, because to know me, you know me. So I tell people, you know, you've already met my father and my mother by meeting me. So I'm, I'm deeply tied uh, to them, like a lot of people are, you right. know. But in, in my family, to answer your first question, uh, music. I grew up in Phoenix, born in Tempe, raised in Phoenix, and and being a a, a Latin guy, you know, Latino, uh, um, I grew up listening to uh, my daddy would play the the records. Uh, he'd play Johnny Cash, he'd play um, Marty Robbins, mm-hmm. and others. But he we also listened to a lot of uh, Spanish music, and and so in my household, like uh, you can imagine, a large Mexican family, music, 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 brother. And we would have mariachis come over, like, um, for <laughs> yeah. no reason. You know, like, my, yeah. my, my family would get together, and then somebody would just, somebody would pick a phone, get some mariachis, come over, and there was a lot of beer drinking. Yeah. And, um, and I, made, I loved it because um, I would be the kid, that I got all the cans, and my daddy would let me stomp them, put them in bags. Then, on the next morning, he would take me to the the place to cash him in, so I had a little kind of business going but lots of music um my mother in regards to your other question um I really am my uh my folks are from mexico and um and my mother in particular, came here to pick cotton at thirteen years old wow. and really worked her ass off you know and right. and um So, um, and, and my father, they all came from Mexico. And so I am a a first generation, um, uh, American and I'm super proud to be American, you know, and I'm super proud to be, uh, from Mexican descent as well. And so, um, that combination, that, that combination for me was a little different from other people, because I can tell you just by hearing me speak, most people wouldn't know that I speak Spanish Right. Most people, when they see me, and then I do country music. So I'm this, I ended up being this, really, in, just by virtue of how I am, I guess. But I, I, I ended up being this, Manuel, we'll get into him a little later. But oh, the clothing yeah, yeah. designer, yeah. He, he told me, he told me, you know, there's a reason I wear those mariachi pants. And he told me, he said, you're just right in the middle, man. You're not like ethnic, too ethnic one way, or like two what, what they would call, uh, you know, um, I don't know, just so Americanized, yeah. you know, you're just like right in the middle. And, and I realized that after meeting him, I you was know, kind of crazy because my whole life, that is very true. And I, I fit in with, with everyone. And, and so, so lots of music, um, first generation. Love it. And, uh, my daddy had, had a guitar, a Mexican nylon string guitar. He knew three chords. He'd sing any song you want the same three chords, whether they fit or not. And, and so I ended up, that's how it all started, with the love of my dad and guitar. Wow. And uh, God bless him, because um, that really kicked it off by having that little guitar sit there like a the little secret friend, you know, waiting on me every day after school.
1: I love it. We're talking to Frank Ortega. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. Don't forget that once we're past this outbreak, there will be some great things to do right here in Mississippi. From events to unique places to visit, all you got to do is go to visitmississippi.org to find out a whole lot more. In my mind
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Who are you thinking of when we were making love last night? Hey, 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 you're listening to In a Mississippi
1: Minute. I'm Steve Azar. I want to remind you that once we make it through this ordeal, an adventure right here in Mississippi will be awaiting you. Go to visit Mississippi.org, guys, to find out more. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I want to say it like Frank Ortega, but I can't do it right. Frank Ortega. Frank, you have to bear with me, you know. Uh, uh, As my as my sidekick, who you know very well, Jason says, "Steve, I don't know why all of your accents sound like Veruca Salt, uh, you know, from Willy Wonka. You sort of sound Irish meets her, and you should never try to try to ever do it." And, uh, and no matter, he, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, I don't know what it is, but he'll tape tapes me at times and he'll go, listen. And I said, they all sound the same. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll call him every once in a while. I'll call him. i go, hey, Jason, check this out. I've been to I've been to London and Liverpool and I've realized that they say turn left. And it's a question. <laughs> Have They always ask a question. And he goes, don't he? He hangs up. <laughs> I get, I get no love at all. <laughs> oh, man. Me. I'm gonna teach
2: you to roll those R's though. I, oh, I guarantee
1: you. I can you, you're gonna be <laughs> saying Rank huh- so I- Frank Artega. Artega Ortega. <laughs> Ar- <laughs> Ar- 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 <laughs> Ar- Alright. Hey, uh all right, so Frank. There's been a lot of success stories like Gary Allen, like uh the Mavericks, who come along in time and re and just basically remind you of the past. And that's what you yeah. do. So has that always been your thing? Always, or did you have a journey to finding out exactly who you are?
2: What a, what a uh, what a nice thing to say. And, and the answer to that is, you know, we can't escape who we are. Right in the end, we really can't escape who we are. And I think sometimes we get influenced. And so the answer to that for me is, I've always had who I am peek out, and I'm and I'm talking about when I first got to Nashville. What happened was. I did get influenced um, more so by some other artists when I got here um, the, and, and what happened was I, I even, and I'm just being completely honest here, because it's yeah. easy for me to go, oh no, I didn't, but the reality is, is that when I got here I, and this is a really good thing if, if, if there's anyone listening that's like an up and coming artist I, here's the best thing I can say is truly embrace who you are, because I wasted time. Yeah. The reality is I wasted time, precious time, trying to kind of fit in a mold a little bit in Nashville. And then, but who I am at the core of who I've always been, always kept reaching out and grasping. And, and finally, I allowed that to pull me up forward and and acknowledge what already is. So, you right. know, I, I I had found what was really already there, but I did waste some time. And I shouldn't say I wasted time, but it it took that my journey to be solidified because when I finally decided, you know, I'm going to just be who I am, and and, and this kind of peaks out more because it's who I am. Um, When I did that, I did that completely and moved forward. And and I'll tell you, uh, one of the the moments was with a phone call that I was actually going to a movie I was going to go see a movie when I, and my phone rang when I got in the parking lot and it was, it was, uh, the, the amazing guy, uh, Jerry Phillips, Sam Phillips son. Yeah. And Jerry, uh, as you know, is, is an amazing human being with a great cat. He's just like, yeah. And he's got that thing that his, that his daddy had where he can identify things. You know what I mean? He can, he can just like identify. He just, he just has a knack for that. And he called me up and out of the blue. He just told me we were talking. He said, I listened to your new single. And he goes, um, he goes, listen, uh, it's a great song, and I, and I really do like it. But I want to tell you something. I hear what's in you already, and I, I'm telling you. And uh, he kind of maybe used a couple cuss words, uh, out of love. But he told me, you know, I'm telling you, you need to embrace the Spanish part of you that comes out of you naturally. I feel like you're holding it back and you need to use your own band in the studio and you need i mean he just gave me some really solid advice and really from that moment on brother i just was like you know what it was like a release man i needed right. somebody to tell me that and somebody that i believed in and and when he told me that it was what i was looking for and and after that man i started you know really cutting loose on the sound that's evolving out of me now you know
1: right Time and all that makes sense to me. And also what it does is prepares you to survive the changes of the business. Whether you know, people that have hit records and they disappear and they don't know any other way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you've, yeah been a, exactly. you've been a journeyman the whole way. You've survived all this mess the whole way. And great artists do that. We're talking to Frank Ortega. Uh Frank. Let's talk about your look and your vibe, uh, because it seems natural. But your, your relationship with Manuel—how did that start and develop?
2: So, for for those that don't know, Manuel is you know one of the greatest um, clothing designers ever, and he's got you know he he's, you can look into his his entire history and how it started with Nudie Cohen and what he's done with it since. So, Manuel, as you know, see, obviously, that yeah, wow. you know he's dressed a lot of artists. And a lot of times, and he's got this great quote that I never forgot. He told me, you know, it said, uh, fashion is what is in the street. Style is what should be in your closet. Okay. And so, um, like many artists, you know, uh, I had ended up, well, men, let me say this. When I first came to Nashville, the very first time I put my truck in park, true story, came crossing the Tennessee line from Georgia, drove straight on, I had seen a big article on him. I knew about him, but I saw a big article on him in USA Today like the day before. Two-page spread in USA. A huge story. And I was like, man, this guy. So uh, not really knowing anyone uh, other than Heidi, I, I put my truck in park. The first time I ever put it in park was at Manuel's shop. Found, Located it. Drove there, parked in front, walked in the door, and I said, where's the man? They said, he's upstairs. I said, tell him he's got some familia down here that would like to talk to him. So here he comes, little you know, Manuel, here he comes, and uh, very proud, you know, guy. And he, he walked down there dressed perfectly, of course. And he looked at me, and he said, they said some familia. I go, I am your familia. I said, And I told him who I was, and I said, I got nobody here. that i connect to and i said and i look at you as my family already it's crazy but i want to know you and we stood in the sales floor of his shop for about 30 40 minutes and we talked the whole time in spanish i love it and he asked me all about myself and and all these kind of questions and then he put his hands on me and he said "Uh, keep coming back and you know the rest is history and 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 after that he he kept uh I, i got some clothes from him and one day we were talking, and he just said, you need to be, because you're, like, in the middle, you need to be wearing mariachi pants, but not the other stuff. Like, not only, like, if you're going to do some single to mile game where you want to, like, really put the whole mariachi outfit on. But other than that, I only want you to wear just the pants, and I'll make them for you, and I want you to wear them. And, and you're going to be somebody that, that I, not just dress, but someone that I actually style. Wow, and uh, and that's what he told me, and I was so honored that he told me that. But he was the one that decided that. And what I loved about that moment was when he was telling me, "You're you're you're in the middle. You represent. You know, you don't bring like more Latinos to country music. You probably bring more American people to the Spanish sound. You sit in the middle, and I you magnetize them from that. Side. Yeah, and, and it was at that moment I was like, Wow, this guy is." He 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 was so smart and sharp about that concept, and that's why I wear like uh, you know regular western shirt, my cowboy hat, and my boots, but with the mariachi pants, is because it represents what he believes I am, which which really is accurate. So that's kind of how that evolved with Manuel.
1: Frank, how many pair of mariachi pants do you have, or own?
2: Oh, gosh. <laughs> probably, you know, I don't have tons and tons of them, but I probably got about, I don't know, six or seven pair. And, and it's growing, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's growing, and different <laughs> colors are going to come out. Cause, you know, you get older, man, you start playing, you go, I don't care. I'll wear some blue with yellow. Yeah. Up there, you know? so just mix it up, man. You know, I'm already wearing my pants, Steve. I love that. So, what else, can they, what else can they do to me, bro?
1: They can't do anything to you, brother. All right, we're talking to Frank Ortega. Frank, Frank Ortega. Frank, uh, we are the birthplace of American music in Mississippi. An amazing artist. So, you get to play DJ. Would you like to hear into the break? I'm going to go, Paul Davis. On a cool night, let me hold. Oh my God, I go
2: crazy. Yeah. Or,
1: or Ike Turner.
2: Well, I got to go with Ike Turner. Yeah, that's what I mean, call. I love Paul Davis and his, all his songs, but let's definitely rock with Ike Turner.
1: If you feel a little small lightning bolt today, that's Paul coming out <laughs> of the sky. We're with Frank Ortega. Here's a little Ike Turner. You're in a Mississippi Minute in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. Don't forget that once we're past this outbreak... There will be some great things to do right here in Mississippi. From events to unique places to visit, all you got to do is go to visitmississippi.org to find out a whole lot more. all the way back to 1943 guarantee bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions we are proud to be your local big-time bank so when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around let guarantee bank With its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Tuned in to In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. We are with Frank Ortega, recording artist, songwriter. I've been on a songwriting and recording artist role lately. I like talking to my pals and do what I do. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. Don't forget that once we're past this outbreak, there will be some great things to do right here in Mississippi. From events to unique places to visit, all you got to do is go to visit Mississippi.org to find out a whole lot more. Frank is a heck of an artist. You got to go Google him. You got to go to his website. You got to get to know him. You got to go see him play live. Frank, your uh, your sort of your break. You feel. When did it happen? Was it a song? Uh, was there a moment that you can sort of look back as a as a pivotal time in going? I can do this, and I'm going to do it.
2: Two things uh, uh, regarding that. One, there's so many people, as you know, anything that we achieve, right, in, in, in our industry, really any industry, we stand firmly on the shoulders of the people that put us there. No one comes to this town and does anything completely on their own. Even if we're independent, there are so many great people that push us up there and hold us up there to shine. And, and you know that, and I know that. So there's, there's another person, among others that, that have been there, there's a, there's a sweet gal named Debbie Zabitson. And Debbie Zavitzon is uh, been a longtime publisher in this town, and and Debbie Zavidson took a liking to me, and she saw something in me probably that I didn't see myself and this rawness, and she took to me. And Debbie uh, took me around, and, and she said, "Any meeting you want, I can get you in there. After that, you're on your own." That's what I'm going to do because I'm connected; and I can do that for you. And Debbie was was um, real pivotal in getting me in front of some of the right people to get me on the radio the first time ever. Right. And um, so I, I think when that happened uh, and I got to hear myself on the radio, uh, you know, I think that was a really uh, pivotal moment for me because I was like, wow, I came to Nashville and I'm on the radio and that is crazy. You know, it can happen. And so that uh, that was probably um, – that was probably – one of the one of the, the the big moments and then and then the other one was I called up uh someone uh before I even came to Nashville, I started looking into uh you know, I'm king of sponsorships, man. If there's one thing I can go do is I can get some sponsorships and, and, and close some deals and I applied that to my own brand. And before I did that though, I called uh someone in Nashville that I read an article on. Um and, uh, and I called this guy and I said, hey, I want to get a beer sponsor. And he goes, well, who, who are you? And and I told him, I said, well, I'm not there yet. Can you imagine? I go, I'm not in Nashville. <laughs> You're not in And he laughed. He laughed and he laughed right in my face. He wasn't trying to be mean, but he laughed. And um, what happened was um, he told me, no, you only McGraw and all these big, you know, big dogs, like big dogs, they'll get the beer sponsor. But you just need to come here, kind of know your place. And I said, okay. So I didn't say much to him, That I thought it actually drove me even harder. I'm like, oh, I'll make it happen, because I have a lot of business acumen behind me, and I just said, I'm just going to apply that towards this and you know build this brand. Right? He, did he, he realize that it. you were
1: prophesizing? He just didn't know it yet. He, he didn't know it yet, but here's, <laughs>
2: here's how life turns out so crazy, brother. Uh, and I'm not going to say his name, because I still deal with him, and I, and, and there's a twist. Yeah. So what happened was um, I ended up coming to town, and then uh, after a very short period of time, I, started, I decided that Dos Equis was going to be my beer, that I was going to, you know, rep. And so I started carrying a beer bottle of Dos Equis with me in my truck. Anytime I did an interview, anytime I did any you know, picture, anything, uh, that Dos Equis bottle was there for about a year. And um, so in, in short, I uh, ended up getting my first or second article in Country Weekly magazine, and I, they came to my house, and I, they asked me to make my Mexican dishes that I love. I fed them. They took the picture. Boom, it goes in the magazine. 500,000 people a week see it. You know the deal. Right, right. So now <laughs> I've got something in my hand. So I call, cold call the rep, uh, Patrick Ashcraft. I cold call this guy in, in, in Nashville, and I and I begged him to take a meeting with me. 30-minute meeting all by lunch. We meet at Logan's in Cold Springs. We sit down. He goes, what do you want? I said, I don't want any money. You're gonna give me a lot of money later and you're gonna love it. And I said, but right now I just need to cross market with you. I'm gonna put your logo on my posters when I do shows. That started that that whole thing. So long story shorter or long story longer, I end up getting a deal with Dosekis. They ended up paying me and you, you know, you I think you've probably seen my bus. They, they wrapped my tour bus and yeah. Dosekis all over. <laughs> so now, Steve, I got this beer sponsor where I really shouldn't have one. You know, because I don't have a top 40 hit, I'm no, let no, alone a no, top No, no, you
1: no, know? no, that has nothing to do with anything, and I love that. Well, you know that. what I mean. I, I, as I, far as the machine in Nashville goes, that's what I'm speaking well, of. Well, to, so to, to me, the ones that that need to celebrate – a brand are the ones that's going to work harder for it and that's going to really represent their brand, not the ones that are, I mean, like, I mean, with all due respect, what's Chesney doesn't need it. He's got his own brands. I mean, what, I mean, you you know what I'm saying? You want somebody to fight for it and yours, yours came from an honest place. I just at least hope that when you said you didn't want money that you said, okay, but I want beer. I want your beer. Did
2: you say that? Here's the irony. (laughs) The the irony is I'm not a big drinker, and and that's what's hilarious. And I had a, a tequila sponsor with Trianon tequila, and, and, which is great tequila, by the way. Um, and, and I'm not a big drinker, but the thing about me is, is when I got those, I, 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 the guy goes, you got 30 minutes. What is it? And I showed him you know, some of these articles, and then I dropped that Country Weekly on him. And I told him, I said, I did the homework, and I said, that's 500,000 units a week. You can call your cousin in, in California and tell him to go to Walmart and set the cash register. You can call your sister in omaha and tell her to go to the grocery store and it's it's right there at the cash register and there's me with your beer uh and if one they show one person that's a million impressions a week you're welcome no charge and that is when i got this guy's attention and to this day he and i are still good friends and he gave me such a great opportunity and i told him you're a mexican beer trying to fill a white space in america
0: Right, right, and
2: I'm right. a Mexican descendant trying to fill a lot of white space as well. <laughs> and I said, it, it just makes too much sense not to do this. And and like I said, I just want to cross market with you right now. And I said, I am going to ask you for a ton of money later, and you're going to want to give it to me. And and he laughed, and then um, you cut to a year later. They gave me a lot of money, and, yeah. and I'm grateful for yeah. it. And you know, but you just hit it right on the head that. I worked like a dog, you know, and I was all anybody that knows me, go back on my social media. You see all these, you know, all these great moments that we created with and for the to create, to build their brand in mind at the same time. But, but getting back to that final twist, I get the Dos deal. And then um, I need, we start putting out uh, records and singles on the radio and I need a digital administrator. You know, and for those that don't know, those are the guys or gals that handle and they, they keep track of all your spins on the radio or right. sales, whatever, rather, you know, on iTunes and all these other places. And then they send you your check. They take their little piece and they take their check. You don't have to do anything as an artist other than let them do it and take their piece for doing it. And it's, it's a wonderful deal. So I came across um, this guy that reached out to me or somebody introduced me to this person. And... Um, I hope he never hears this um, uh, (laughs) as much as I want everyone to hear. Maybe it's time. But I end up meeting with him to become my digital administrator. And as I'm sitting down with him, now we're we're talking two years later from that first phone call that I made to Nashville. And um, I'm sitting down there and we're talking and I'm going, why is this guy's name familiar to me? And lo and behold, it hit me like a ton of bricks, man. This is the guy that no I called. Way. Yes, sir. And you know what? I sat on it, Steve. I didn't say a word to this day. I don't know how many years later. To this day, I never said anything to him. That I don't know if you remember me <laughs> calling you, but I just sat on it. He's a sweetheart of a guy. He's, 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 he has a lot of cordas on, too, and and I love him to death. And, um, wow. and so it dawned on me at that moment, but I thought, man, I... Because he, he was remarking, he was uh, commenting rather on on how did man, you got this this whole deal with the tour bus and the deal, and and he goes, that's pretty amazing because you know you're not a big artist, and and I go, well, I'm big to me, and um, and I just really work hard, brother, and and it dawned on me at that moment that he was the guy, and and I've taken a little bit of joy in not saying anything. Right. It, it was like a little. You know, little nods from the guy upstairs, like you're doing the right thing. You may not know you're like a mole with no eyes. You're just wandering around, but you're, you're actually headed headed in the right direction, kid.
1: You're listening to in a Mississippi Minute of Steve Azar. I want to remind you that once we make it through this ordeal, an adventure right here in Mississippi will be awaiting you. Go to visit Mississippi.org, guys, to find out more. Today we're talking to Frank Arteaga. I love saying it like that. You're gonna keep Mississippi beautiful, Steve.
2: What's that? Yeah, I can still do that.
1: All the way back to 1943, Guarantee Bank has grown from offering the basic banking services and products to serving customers with a comprehensive, complete line of expertise and products only expected at much larger institutions. We are proud to be your local big-time bank. So when you're looking for a bank you can truly depend on and trust, and like me so many years ago trying to find my way around, let Guarantee Bank With its 17 convenient locations, help you on your journey and become a wonderful addition to your family like they have mine for over 30 years. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: You're tuned in to In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. We are with Frank Ortega, recording artist, songwriter. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studios. Don't forget that once we're past this outbreak, there will be some great things to do right here in Mississippi. From events to unique places to visit, all you got to do is go to visitmississippi.org to find out a whole lot more. So, yeah, the whole industry has changed with the streaming and with everything. And my, and my listeners, I, I'm sorry, guys, I can't help it. I know y'all are sick of hearing me talk about streaming this, streaming that. When I know you're streaming the show <laughs> after this, and so but it's it's all good. But the bottom line is, it takes a certain amount of work ethic now more than ever. So, in a way and not even in a way a fact that you were way ahead of your time so that's why it works and so if anybody's going to make it in this business one thing being on the voice one thing being on american idol one thing being on america's got talent all this but right now what you're seeing is you're on the show and you then nobody knows who you are you've got to be prepared beyond the regular like beyond Man, so getting right. a record deal beyond you're, you have to have yourself first of all have to work so hard to prepare yourself to succeed after that and use that platform as a launching pad because that launching pad, yeah. I mean, you end up diving into a pool with no water, you know?
2: <laughs> so you, you are, man, you got to see, you know, you've, you've been doing this a long time and you yeah. don't forget more than I'll ever remember in this industry, brother. And I will tell you, just hearing you and listening to what you're saying right now, we are so like-minded and and, and I couldn't agree with you more. It's a, You know, people that are trying to, "Quote unquote," make it. First of all, we could probably talk two hours about what that means, right? Right, What making it means. It's a very subjective term. However, uh, I will tell you that um, I tell people all the time that young bucks come up to me all the time and they ask me questions and they go, "Wow, you just kind of do your own thing." And I go, "Yeah, you know, do your own thing as well, but you need to do what works for you, and you need to like really renegotiate with yourself, right? Push your your restart button and understand what's beyond." The door. Now that you're in the dance, what do you got? Because just getting there gets you to zero, and and you are so so dead on about the TV shows and all. I admire anybody that that gets on those shows and does well. But but you're so right, and and I tell young bucks all the time if you're if you don't have yourself ready to market, if you don't understand that this is really a business, and that you need to buckle down and have your own brand and know your brand, understand your brand and be definitive with your brand, Then nothing big can happen to you unless you're that one in a million that a record label grabs and says, and they dump a money, and maybe make you somebody that you're not, but right. popular, right? So, right. Um, no, I, I just, I couldn't agree with you. I couldn't agree with you anymore. You, you're just spot on about about how the business has changed and it's the world we live in. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You just what? got a brand. You got to understand your brand and, and you got to understand it and you can't... Uh, you can't change course uh, once you dig in and dig your heels and That's it. You're dug in, and that's who you are. And, and right. when you get a hit or, something, or any success, being yourself, man, that's the best feeling ever.
1: We're still with Frank Ortega. He will not leave. I love it. That's <laughs> A Mississippi Minute for the two of us, it stretches over, you know, into Louisiana and Alabama. So let's just go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, you know, I've met a lot of people in this town. You know a lot of people. We know a lot of people, a lot of places. But um, like I said earlier about that Corazon thing, you meet people with a lot of heart. And you are clearly one of those guys. And what I love about you is that you are more than, um, you know, people know you initially through the music. They know you, you know, with your hits and all of those type of things. But you're a lot more than that. I feel like you, like you, you, you do a service to people, just people in general. Everywhere you go, I've seen it. Over the years, everywhere you go, people gravitate to you. They love you, and that's a gift, man. Oh, and people, man. people love you, and I love you. And, and the thing is, is that you are more. And I know you know this, but I just want to say it so I feel better about it. <laughs> you are more than an artist. You, you are, uh, you are. <clears throat> we're happy to have you, and we're lucky to have you in this world, man. You make it a oh, better mother. place, and you're always trying to better. You know where you're at people around you and i love you for that and, oh, and you better put this on the air because i will find <laughs> you and you. my, my producer you because,
1: my producer's sitting there right. going erase 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 no
2: <laughs> nope, no nope. nope. <laughs> so it. no no I that's it. The, that's the truth and i love you man and i and i appreciate you and i'm honored hey to know you and be hey part listen of what you're listen
1: doing. i got no choice that's from great parents and that's from great in-laws and my mother and father-in-law my my bride I, no matter what's happened in my life i I probably could have gone a, a separate way and they've always kept me in line my wife always said when things started happening and all that she goes come on down a notch you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> meaning meaning yeah, come on don't don't, awesome. don't lose who you are and and and, right. and where you came from and and I've always realized that so no matter what I think that's important for and that means the world because that's the ultimate compliment my pal. that the, that's like winning 10 Grammys right there I appreciate it
2: well, I mean it,
1: brother. All right, Frank Ortega. I'm getting better with the accent as we go. I'm going, hey, you, Frank, you are. I will say this before we go. What would life be without great Mexican food? It would not be life at all. Just FYI.
2: Right? I'm telling, hey, listen, I promise you, when we get together, if there's a stove there, <laughs> oh, yeah, I will stove. cook you some chorizo con huevo, frijoles, yarron, <laughs> <tiarabas laughs> with tortillas, and all of that good stuff. And don't you ever come to Phoenix, because I'll send you to my mama's house, and you'll leave 10 pounds heavier. Hey, listen I, love you, man. listen,
1: I love you too, pal. We've been with Frank Ortega. You're in the Mississippi Minute, and now you're not. Later on, guys. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take
0: your sweet time. The news doesn't sleep. And neither do we. Fox News Radio. Late breaking. Up to the minute. From around the world. Around the clock. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.